0: hello everybody great to see you i'm really happy to be here with you tonight um super cool to see some old friends i haven't seen in a long time i'm also tuning in yeah welcome to dream parenting so um this is the the, the latest title i've given a couple of webinars the last couple of months uh the last one on gaming um so yeah my um I don't know if you all know me or know what I do, but um, I, I would love to see, first of all, before we get into it, just where you're calling in from, please do post in the chat. I'm going to keep an eye on the chat. I'd love to see any comments or responses you have or questions you might have to um, anything that I'm saying as we go through the webinar. So please do post in the chat. I'm just going to keep an eye on it for now. So where are you all? um how old are your children it'd be great to know that as well how old are your kids and where are you streaming in from so you just post your message in the chat um I can see Deborah's from Honeybourne Worcestershire has a 17 year old daughter that's great to hear where where are the rest of you and how old are your teens it'd be great to just kick off Norway yes 20, 20 18 and, 15, and and 15 brilliant Well awesome to have you all here, Um, yes Liz, Ipswich, Suffolk, my boys are still quite young, nine and a half and newly six, however time flies, I'm a teacher of teens so this is all helpful, yeah. And just to say, nothing that I'm sharing tonight is not going to apply to basically children of all ages. I happen to work with teenagers. So, um, yeah, my, my background is as a, a teen mentor and a parent coach. That's how I'm working these days. And I've had 20 years experience as a tutor. I founded a, 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 well, a website and a training platform called the Young Fire Academy, which does um. Teen mentorship programs, about 12 12 weeks long, teen mentorship programs, parent coaching, the specialist tuition as part of that. I'm an English and maths GCSE tutor and mindset coaching. Um, Yeah, so that my background is in working with young people, increasingly working with parents as well. I ran a trust challenge last year in November, which was a week long challenge for parents and trust is a massive part of what I the, the leap I feel like we all need to make in this day and age for parents so that's part of what this webinar will also focus on. And I run a Facebook group also called the young Fire Facebook group a community of 500 or so parents. I run weekly parenting calls, so I am in contact with parents and teens all uh, day long, all week long. And it, it, is, it is just my life passion to, um, to be considering what is needed at this time, basically, what is needed at this time in the world um, uh, for us all to empower and educate and parent effectively our children um, yeah, go, going into the future and to serve this time. Great. So yeah, I mean, like I say, it's an obsession of mine, I really feel like we could all be having a much easier time of it parenting, hence the title dream teen parenting. Um, I am in touch with parents all the time. And so I have worked for at least the last five years in in this area of helping parents basically do a lot less more to get much better results so stress less love more is how we branded this webinar but yeah it really applies to just um, many different areas where we're um, collectively I would say parenting in a way that doesn't serve us or our children so yeah here we have, have three essential ways to empower motivation that's that's where I've come in it's really the motivation purpose and joy in for teenagers is where I've ended up from from decades of tutoring and just looking at what is what is it here that we that we need to really open up um, and liberate parents and teens from what can be a lot of needless struggle and stress. Um, great, let's get into it. Um, So this is the format for the webinar. Yes, the current culture and the circumstance. So I have a little bit of a look at this this time, this day and age, what the challenges are, not going to get into that too much. The future, our parenting styles today, the three proven ways that we'll get into, uh, dream team Parenting, that's just going to be a summary of um, yeah, what, what Dream Teen Parenting is and can look like, some further solutions, and then there'll be an invitation for you all and a Q&A, like I say, um, at the end, if we have time. Okay, so sometimes the beginning of these webinars can start off. Uh, looking like just quite grim reading, but it's not meant to be grim. It's, just, it's meant to, in a way, to say, like, wow, we are, um, you know, we're up against it um, in these times in some ways, it's so dynamic. And And I must say, I feel like the challenges are all offset by the opportunity. And so, in a way, that's what's so intoxicating for me around this topic and this subject is that I really see that with many of our difficulties, there is, an equivalent liberation or a sense if we can open up to the dynamism of these times and be brave and trust and take these leaps that probably we all know we need to make in all areas of life, not just parenting, also in business, um, then, you know, we can really uh, make our lives a great deal easier and more effective, more harmonious. And um, yeah, really start to uh open up our potential as a as a as a global human society so yeah struggling systems and society no question our education system and many other systems political systems financial systems etc all of them are um struggling and our society in general you could look at it and say you know it's it's a very dynamic challenging time um indoctrination that take that word with a pinch of salt is meant, meant Kind of not as a joke, but indoctrination from our own parents just alludes to the fact that we we often can parent in the same way that ways that we were parented. So this is also uh, for many parents that I'm in contact with something that we 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 work on. You know, it's something that we really raise awareness around, and we 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 don't want to parent the way we were parented a lot of the time, not just because we might not like that idea, but also because it is uh, completely out of date in many ways to parent the way that we were, we were parented. Competition and comparison has always been kind of uh, involved with, uh, with parenting. So yeah, that's also something that's not helpful for us to be comparing our children, for example, to other children, and trying to make our children all one particular way or trying to measure up to some, uh, ideal or, or even just to, to, to meet the norm is not helpful for, for us in our parenting. And then the rate of change in society in general wow the last few years yeah definitely but i mean the acceleration of change through also technology media and communications and going into really what is a pretty unknown and unpredictable future but yeah like i say for me that's extremely exciting i'm loving some of this breakdown of our old institutions and um really excited about what we can what what what's coming in to replace them um yeah great Our children's future. Yeah. So, you know, things are shifting also with employments. This substance is something I'm very keen on with grades, actually. Um, Substance in grades, substance in learning, substance in the individual, the young person themselves, that they have substance, that they know what they're about. That they have engaged with some sort of development and learning to the point where it's it's obvious, you know, and and useful for employment, for example. Um, yeah, is is. It, yeah it's just one part of what we how we want to prepare our kids for the future to make sure that they have that substance that they that they get that engagement and that they know how to go forth into the working into the workforce twenty first century skills you'll all probably be aware of these there are many more than just five of them or four of them but these are the ones that i i'm I'm always uh, most keenly aware of in the way that we need to kind of shift gear from what's come before to what's coming in the future what is needed in the future. Um, but in, in employment is are these four and and some many others but everyone more or less agrees that collaboration teamwork problem solving creativity are what our children need to be developing and yet we have this um yeah rapid change and the dying of the old institutions and customs and the shift from doing being being Told what to do or doing what you're told in schools and the rote learning into this opening to self-direction and uh, finding your own passion, and yeah, being you know also in the working sense, there's a there's a mirror there with entrepreneurship and the creation of new roles many people predict that m- much of the employment our children will be facing in the future is is doesn't exist yet you know the roles don't exist they're going to be created by this next generation um so that's both very exciting and very very scary in some ways we don't know what future we're walking into um and yeah also just this last point is just about uh solving the world's problems you know we if we if we can open up to the potential in our children, and if we can start to educate them otherwise, and parent them otherwise, and really embrace. Um, each of their diverse individuality and natural strengths and natural vision and to really trust, respect and honour um, how they come into the, what they see as they come into the world rather than, um, you know, do- dominating too much with our own ideas, then perhaps we can solve, that they can solve the world's problems. You know, we, our mindset and our way of approaching the world has created the world's problems. So, you know, it's my, it's my sense that the more we can open up to our children's potential, the more we can solve the environmental challenge, political challenges, and social challenges. Yeah, and this is what we want for our children, okay? I just get this really simple. You know, all parents I speak to, you know, whatever we might be pushing for, you know, I I work kind of in... um, academic i've got an academic background so i'm a tutor and a mentor and a parent coach so for me it's often related to schooling but every parent i speak to says the same thing you know whatever the pressures are to get the grades or to get onto the next institution or whatever it might be all parents basically agree to these um these five and 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 others of course but this is just a list we all want our kids to be happy we want them to be fulfilled in school and out of school and in life in their future life work we want them to be successful that is a word that i would love to see like what is success how about that in the chat i'd love to see like what is success to you for your child in a word or two would be really cool to see many people would um uh, define that very differently but um You know, perhaps it's one of the ones already on this list, just so they'd be happy that they'd be be fulfilled. And also increasingly, there's a sense of, um, uh, yeah, wanting, uh, knowing that we need our children to be beneficial. This is part of the collaboration. This is part of what we want to see, that they're actually of benefit, social benefit. That they're having an impact that they're doing good in the world that we're doing good in the world as well the world is all shifting much more towards this way of of looking at life not so self-focused and self-centered self-serving selfish but much more collaborative and um uh generous and and a wish to kind of really uh, create a better world than we currently have um and also close so, yeah, we want our kids, we want our teens to remain close to us. We want to survive these years where so much can come up and make sure that we don't um, we don't lose them in the process. This is one thing that really gets me going in my work. It's just the wish not to see conflict in families at, the, at this age and stage in the teenage age and stage. Conflict can just come up over so many different areas. So, yeah, you know, schoolwork, you know, gaming, lifestyle choices, sex, drugs, um, you know, drinking whatever it might be, disrespectful relating, just rebellion, um, you know, whatever it might be, we really want to keep our kids close also to get best results. So you know, this, this webinar, which is, um, you know, to empower motivation, purpose and joy, you know, if you want to get the best grades, or you want your kids to get the best grades, I think you could do a lot worse than prioritizing some of these things to keep your kids close, you know, no matter what. So um, to reduce conflict is a big a big passion of mine. Um, <clears throat> great. And yes, yeah, so these are ways in which I feel like collectively we've lost our way in parenting. So um, you know, we, we are viral creatures, we do learn from each other, we tend, we, I mean, more than learn from each other, we just naturally seem to adopt all the same sorts of behaviors, which is why parenting and many other things goes in, in phases and trends, you know, we, we move as a pack. So there has been a massive increase in helicoptering, um, just helicopter parenting, way, way closer Um kind of uh yeah parenting that we have done in the past where you know if you read about parenting and anecdotally from 80 years ago whatever you know the parents were like I always think of To Kill a Mockingbird when, um, you know, the kids are just they've got three months where their parents just barely have any idea kind of where they are with with all the care and love. And the parents, of course, do know they tuck them up in bed at night or whatever. They eventually come back, but they they have a lot of freedom. So decreasing freedom in this day and age, you know, so um, we also have decreased their freedom, even though times have changed around us, we can fall more and more into um not giving our teenage children essential freedoms and distance from us. And um, yeah, so yeah, micromanagement. Um, and yeah, uh, this is also, I put in neurodiversity just to, just to give myself a nod to just say, by the way, this is a webinar that is speaking in very general terms. And I'm aware of the fact that, um, there is no one standard for how any teenager should be. So some teenagers need a lot more management or scaffolding or support than other teenagers do, not least in, in regards to neurodiversity, but my, my hypothesis is that, um, all teenagers can be um, can be trusted and can be left alone and can exceed our our um, expectations. Perhaps if we do find trust difficult to um, to enact in our parenting, uh, there's a lot more there than that we can access and that we can empower in them than than sometimes we realize. And yeah, getting away from this lifestyle of nagging, just the nagging, that one word just comes up again and again and again when I hear from parents about their challenges and their stresses. And what they would wish to take out the, the first thing they would wish to take out from the parenting is like oh the nagging I just find myself nagging the whole time, and these are also slightly old parenting ways. Perhaps we were nagged a lot or we were badgered a lot when we were growing up. So. Yeah, pressurizing, the pressure is also just cultural. It's uh, something we kind of can't do something about in one way. And then in another way, we've got such an opportunity as parents to just take all the pressure off our children. We can be the ones that bring the most pressure. Your children will show you that if they're just responding to you in certain ways, you can just see when you you are part of that pressure, bringing part of that pressure on them. And there is so much on them in any case these days. Um, So, yeah, we really have a vital role to take as much pressure as possible off them. Um, And again, I would say that more often than not, it does completely depend on each family, each circumstance, each child, each parent. But more often than not, if we take the pressure off, then we can start to see that motivation in our children, that um, the the joy and the empowerment and the the purpose um, creeping in. Yeah. And top down management. Yeah. Just the old management styles. Um, Speaking with a business friend of mine the other day, I was listening to a guy who said that we're really moving from the old style of management in business, exactly the same as parenting, of command and control. No one would put their hand up for that, but that is subtly in a very sort of uh, faux enlightened way, sometimes still what we're doing, (laughs) controlling and commanding into trust and inspiring. He's got a book coming out called Trust and Inspire, which I just absolutely love. That's how we should be managing in the future. That's also how we should be parenting, trust and inspire. Um, Love that. Stephen Covey, he's called. Yes, pressing parenting priorities. Okay, for this, um, yeah, this is what I just come back to again and again and again. So I run parenting, weekly parenting calls. I'm a parent coach. I'm in contact with uh, parents one-to-one and in groups. And, you know, acceptance is just, these are absolutely fundamental for children to feel totally accepted, perfect as they are, however they are and you know we we really uh, mustn't be trying to squeeze them into some other form or to be other than, other than that just the more open we can be to them exactly as they are and finding their own agency and identity um, the better the better for for everyone and belonging inclusivity um yeah you know again it's like an openness to really what what is uh, much broader than we've come to know it um but offering our children just ultimate belonging but there's no conditions of course to um to 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 the love and the acceptance and the belonging in our family and empowerment yeah through trust so Trust, I've already mentioned, it's a massive, um, I, for me, it's the leap of faith that we need to take. So, you know, that um, the parenting role can also be well defined as um, uh, emp- empowering children. You know, we don't really have, um, it's to empower them. It's not so much to um, uh, yeah, whatever the other interpretations of parenting might be, ultimately we're looking for our child's empowerment, their own empowerment, their own independence as well. So when a teenage we want them to go forth, we want to empower them completely rather than um, you know corralling them or controlling them or trying to get them to do to do things our way. We want their own empowerment. And yet diversity I mean I long to see a world where there's far greater diversity of natural passions, interests and abilities being explored in and out of this current schooling system. Um, And yeah, this contribution, uh, um, our own children's contribution through discovering their own identities and their own individuality. Um, to just discover their own innate wisdom and knowledge, like I referred to before solving the world's problems, you know, I want to know what each of these children has to offer. And so, you know, opening up to what their unique contribution can be and really empowering that as parents is a very uh, beautiful prospect. Um, Yeah, and giving them ownership and autonomy of their studies and their life in and out of school. So yeah, their own ownership is absolutely essential for me. There isn't um, There not much going on in school or in learning there aren't many great benefits of schooling and learning unless the student is taking complete ownership total responsibility or as much responsibility and ownership of their own studies as they can with our support the more the better otherwise it's an extremely empty process i'm not sure it has much um uh, much value okay so these are yeah the three steps so the first one um it's just to relax like as parents there is so much that we can get stuck in so much we can get caught up in um in this role in this day and age and some of what i've hopefully already said um through the webinar some of the backdrops, some of the pressures on us some of the, the the ways that are informing how we're showing up in our parenting i hope we will speak to this but we we really we really need to be able to just um Relax about the whole situation, our own pressure as well in parenting, our own expectations. So, yeah, we need to let them be as they are. We've covered this already. Opening up our own expectations around them. Um, Yeah, you know, the more we can open up what our expectations are, the less expectations we can have, the more we can drop our expectations. In fact, the more they can just move into their own um, agency and take that up um, and show us what they what they've got, basically show us what they are and what they what they can become. But our expectations often don't help. Now, you will you'll know when you're over that line and when you're not when when those expectations are serving but i hope you can understand what i what i mean about dropping expectations um taking responsibility for our own anxieties. so yeah from the parent calls very often um i can hear parents and realizing this just realizing how much of their own parenting Uh, Is really just a projection of their own fears, of our own fears, our own sense of um, worries and concern. You know, if we pour that into our parenting or into our child's circumstance, if they're like facing GCSEs in three months' time or something, our own anxieties can really, really um, disturb the picture for them around their own intrinsic motivation and what they're trying to achieve in that um, in that setup. Yeah. Relaxing also creates a fertile ground and atmosphere, so you know, we want to give them, we need our homes to be um, peace zones, you know, we need them to be also able to relax with us to see our role modeling of us being relaxed and open about life. Um, so that really is, it's fertile for them to have that atmosphere to, and to see that in us and to have that when they come home, rather than the opposite kind of atmosphere, which would be very pressurizing and with all sorts of conditions and a a general tension. Um, yeah, being open to their full expression of themselves and trusting them we've covered this. So yeah, that's the first step is just to relax, relax all our own expectations, our own anxieties, um, and to provide an atmosphere that is very relaxed for them as well at home. So, yeah, we're going to show now a, a video, if we can, um, of a parent just uh, talking about her experiences of trusting.
1: My youngest was, uh, yeah, very pleased to see me, and and that's that's so nice. It's been a change, as I've spoken about several times and and he expressed that he has missed me and that kind of things he (laughs) hasn't done before it's not that i i appreciate that he misses me but it's it's i think it's just nice that he can express his um his um feelings towards me but yesterday i just Asked him if he wanted to spend some time with me, and yeah, just kept it all open. But he he came and crawled <laughs> next to me on the sofa. So it's it's just so nice to 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 see that he really enjoys um, spending time with me, and and he's so cozy. And yeah, that's that's nice because he can be the total opposite as well. <laughs> So, no, it's uh, I enjoy those moments. So it's um, yeah, that's that's
0: totally a game shifter. Yeah, great. Well, that is one of the parents from the parent parent calls just sharing her experience of uh, that the the week's trust challenge that we did, and that shift in a teenage boy, which really uh, yeah, is so fundamental to be able to keep them close. I was really stunned to hear her um, share about that uh, physical closeness that had come in from her trusting and really just relaxing her own uh, tensions around supporting her son at this particular time. Um, and so, yeah, the, the, the it is very powerful. We'll hear also from another, another mother on a similar theme um, around just those foundations for relationship that are so essential for us to be able to um support in the other ways as well you know which might be motivation drive in school or whatever they might be you know that to, to first of all really set up this basis for relationship for for cozy harmonious relationship is uh, really key all right great thanks for that interruption sam we'll have a little video after each one's one of these so Retire, yeah, retire is a word that like mustn't be misunderstood, but it it's a great, it's a great one, you know, for parents, I think many of us need to just to just retire from many much of our fussing and um, uh, uh, overactive parenting, parenting apparently wasn't even um, a word about 10 or 15 years ago, it's become this sort of very active, um, it, the word is very active, suggests a very active role but, um, you know, it, it, a lot of it is is, is over the top and it's kind of self-defeating. This is my great obsession with parenting. So, yeah, stepping back, that is what I would really recommend, you know, to empower motivation, joy and purpose in your child. Step back from the fussing and the micromanaging and the nagging. This really is uh, self-defeating parenting more often than not. Um, to be on our children's cases so much and to be also causing ourselves a um, great deal of stress in the process, trying to manage or trying to, um, uh, yeah, trying to get our kids to do something just repeatedly with, uh, with, with lots of nagging. And part of that is releasing control as well. Um, when we retire, we do open up to like, well, what are they, what are they going to do? And um, you know, so we have to have uh, quite a bit of trust there, and we also have to realize that we just have no choice. There is no no other good route to go um, than to to trust our children to open up to what they're going to do, to hand over to them, um, yeah, and not presuming that we know what's best. So this is part of the problem with the obsessive micromanaging and nagging is that we just we just continually want to correct um, every little thing, and we we know we need to let a lot slide a lot roll, be a bit more distant and philosophical about what they're up to as long as it's not harmful to themselves or others or to us um you know just just we're too we're too we're too present you know in some ways so um yeah and in this other in this way also through retiring empowering their own self-leadership um and and decision making you know when we step back they are able to step up. So that was one of the taglines for the work I, I I do a while back. You know, parents step back and teens can step up. It can't really happen uh, without this, without these actions. Parents, first of all, relaxing everything, relaxing their expectations, calming down about everything, <laughs> and then also taking the step to retire from, from the stuff that just isn't serving um, us as parents or them as children speaking respectfully with them and about them. This has also been a huge topic for us in the calls. And um, even about them, you know, it's obvious speaking respectfully with them, although it is very challenging for us to do that a lot of the time. But even speaking about them, we want to hold our children in the highest regard, you know, and, and really, I think we've got too used to this way of supporting ourselves as parents in a in a in a group where we might just be um, disrespecting our children or talking about them in a certain way that everyone can understand the shorthand the kind of lazy teenagers and it is completely fine. I actually, spoke with a mum even this morning who apologised for using that word. You know, we we know. We know that, but at the same time, there's a big difference with um, really in our hearts holding them in the highest regard. Just reducing the tendency to, and these are the old parenting ways, also to criticize, to blame, um, to be judging our children. You know, like if I feel like really the, the the more mature step is to really take responsibility for all that we've exposed our child to, some of which is not our our our, our faults, so to speak, and some of which really is to do with how we've been parenting. You know, they're in a culture, they're in a schooling system that we can't, we can't do much about in some ways. But um, yeah, taking responsibility for, um, for, for what we've provided for them as well is a, is a great step. Um, yeah, giving them time and space, patience. Okay, so when we also retire, um, you know t- teenagers just badly need this time and space to develop themselves children do children of all ages need their own time and space and we need to it's a it's it's not a it 's not a long road as in years and years and years well, it, c- it could be it it but it takes it takes real patience to be able to to step back, give time and space, and allow our children to Um, to take the lead to start to take up responsibility to start to show us exactly the kinds of things that we might feel are like dreamland territory at the moment where they really do take on personal responsibility they're really motivated it takes time you know so we can't expect a quick fix you know six months a year usually the parents i'm in touch with them will hear from one of them perhaps after this um you know just about like some of the wow moments are like wow three years later even you know suddenly you've got a complete change a total shift something that you would have been just no way that would ever um, come about for your child that you know they suddenly they're like reading books or something you know that's that's the example that this particular parent you know just it's inconceivable to her but he's read now he reads poetry to his family and he reads books The opposite was the case when I first met her, you know, so it takes time, we've got to be patient. And we've got to trust them through the ups and downs, it's going to be up and down. So if we are going to retire from self defeating parenting from nagging micromanaging, you've got to really keep continue to trust them as things can go, you know, up and down. And then this last thing is just that often sometimes with parents, you get to the point where you're like, well, we th- keep thinking that there is like a real problem. There's a problem with our kids, but it, there's a lot of projection as well. Sometimes we can just be obsessively thinking there's a problem, there's a problem. And um, you know, I've got to do something about this, got to do something about, about that. What's powerful about parent coaching and through the 12 week program that I offer when I'm one-to-one with a parent, we can sometimes see, wow, actually... You know, now that we've dealt with a few little things here or there, or or maybe a few big things, like now we've just got to get used to the fact that there isn't actually a problem, (laughs) there isn't a problem anymore, parenting can be so obsessively problem focused and, um, you know, sometimes we just got to go okay. I actually need to find like something else to think about here. I need to refocus my attention so that I'm not um, obsessing over my children and dredging up problems, you know, the what ifs, the endless, endlessly we can, we can, we can want more, or think that maybe this isn't right or that isn't right. Sometimes we've got to call ourselves out and just go, actually, there isn't much of a problem. He's fine or she's fine. And I I just need to like <laughs> calm myself down again. Um, so yeah, let's have a look at that next video, Sam, will you share the next video What's your advice for a fourteen-year-old? a parent of a fourteen-year-old is like, "Whoa, gypsies are coming," and it's just not feeling yeah. like a fit. What What can I do?
2: I think I think your word retire. You know, I think step right back away from making it yours, and just be there for whatever they decide they want to do with it. I I would say, mm. you know, and, and don't freak out. It, i mean not don't freak out because i i freaked out yeah it's but gonna
0: happen yeah
2: find, find, try and find you know whatever will support you not to freak out because um because it is counterproductive anyway the more stressed that child i've worked with teenagers they're, they're, and i mean it's so upsetting to hear how stressed they are and how sick they feel and all the kind of emotional and physical responses they feel to the stress of school. Mm. Um, and I think that that as parents, we, we, we can, the best we can do is provide the space where there isn't we're not adding to that, at least we're not adding to that. At the very we step back and n- they know that they're safe to be um, ambivalent, to kick it, I mean, the number of times Henry supported me to go, okay, let's see, let's see. What well, let, let's give him that option of jacking this all in. And he think, okay, oh my God, now we're standing on the top of the diving board. Are we really gonna let him jump? <laughs> and that's the best thing. And anyone who needs some support, Henry is just fantastic at, mm-hmm. at, at being there and, and a massive support for me. Um, so many times when i felt beside myself a conversation with henry just brought me back and i was like okay yeah okay reality check mm. perspective today's just one day you know all of that but yeah i would say what all the things that you've said about letting go pulling back retiring and let it be theirs mm. it's never going to mean anything to them anyway if it isn't theirs. so yeah.
0: Yeah, great. Well, yeah, Miriam really walked the walk. And in some ways, she does speak to the importance of having some support. So, you know, in the parent coaching work I do, you'll all have an opportunity to, um, you know, to book a call with me and to look into that um, after this webinar. But it's, it's sometimes hard to you know, sometimes we need like a community. So that's why we have the group parenting calls. That's why I work one-to-one with the parents as well as the teens. So simultaneously, I'm tutoring the teens and running a mentorship program with the teens, working on their mindset in relation to schooling. And also supporting the parents to step back, you know, to relax, to retire, all these things. And it it works extremely well with the right parent and the right team when both are open to to this way and want to make this leap, want to make this change. Um, It it works extremely well. So, yeah, Miriam was uh, one one of those cases in point where it was just... um, such a perfect leap of faith for her to just trust and to take that support from me and to take that support from the group and um and for her son as well for him to just also be liberated from otherwise just the tension and the stress and the the micromanagement and nagging you know and that that style of parenting so um yeah that was a great um a great experience for all of us all right so then let's get into the last one the third step is yeah the handover so once, once we've relaxed and created a nice, just calmed down about the whole circumstance of parenting, opened up, um, you know, our hearts and minds to the fact that probably everything is fine. And then we've retired also from our own obsessive, um, uh, whatever those tendencies might be to just be... Um, Uh, self-defeating in our parenting style we we must then actually hand over responsibility to our this is an active process to be handing over responsibility to our children so we can't just walk away I'm not suggesting abandonment or neglect you know in that sort of way it's it's really just um a gradual process of handing over responsibility to them trusting that they can take it up and helping them you know so stepping back yes but also um you know being Being there for them, giving them the tools that they need, you know, allowing them to fail also. Um, Yeah, and communicating with them without judgment or pressure. So, you know, our, our children are so attuned to how we view them. They're so aware of what we're thinking, even if we don't say anything. Um, you know, we, that's why it's important to also do the work on what we actually, um, how we actually are thinking about them or how we, um, yeah, holding them in the highest regard. You know, that is just such a great, because they can, they can tell when they're being judged, even if we don't say it. But um, certainly our communication needs to be free of that, it needs to be empowering, supportive, inviting of them for taking on this responsibility. And yeah, leaving them to, we need to back right off. A formal ceremony for this. Yeah. I mean, this is just an idea that someone, someone had once or whatever. And it, you know, it, it could be that's also we're missing rites of passage work. So I'm not, I'm not laughing at it in that way. But you know, it could be a formal moment. And that actually many of the parents from the trust challenge and from the groups have done it like that, where it's an official handover. It's like, right, it's not done in a half it's literally just like, all right, this is not working for us anymore. You know, this is stressful for me, it's stressful for you, whatever. So uh, this is it, I'm we're going to hand over, I'm not going to, and you know, having a contract as well, I'm not going to nag you about this or try and push you in this direction anymore. We're not going to have this war over the gaming boundaries or the bedtime boundaries, you know, we're just, we're just, I'm just going to hand over all of those areas that are difficult um, between us, or we're going to at least speak and collaborate, form a kind of team around what is best for all just to open up. So it's not top down management. It's not like the parents have to have all the answers. And the parents have to be running the show. Um, It's an opening for everyone to start collaborating together and and a formal handover can be great. Yeah. This allows them then to find uh, the natural strengths, passions and interests when we can step back from anything we might be, um, any ways in which we might be limiting that. Um, and yeah, we need to find this line between presence and absence. Uh, one one client said, you know, they want our help, and they don't want to help, you know, so he, he the, her son might ask for help, but then, um, you know, in the same breath, just be really annoyed when she's uh, helping too much. So we've got to find this line, like what do they what is supportive, and what um, what what what's the kind of support that they want? Let's not get too carried away. Get getting too stuck in. I'm thinking specifically of GCSE preparation. This particular mother, you know, was just is just so keen to help. You know, she's and so she's like into the kind of Jacqueline Hyde set text or into the into the video content before he is. And so, you know, he he's deflated because she's like running away with it. He's like wanting to get his revision together to start kind of. Um, Uh, taking that on for himself and holding his own overview and preparing for these exams but she's so excited to support that in a way she's overwhelming him so you know yes there's there's a line there between us supporting when they need it and when they ask for it and and also just leaving them to it so a line between presence and absence and yeah, what are the real lessons? What is the real learning through this phase? So I'm totally into this. you know, I'm all for everyone getting great grades so long as their learning actually has substance and meaning, and they're genuinely committed to it and uh you know have achieved those grades through that means. The empty grades I'm not into at all i don't I don't think there's you know i don't I think the real lessons are missed in that case when we're just hoop jumping, getting the grades, getting the paperwork, and moving on. The real lessons and the real learning is absent from that process. The real lessons are to do with taking on responsibility, growing in maturity, sometimes making mistakes, failing. You know, so these are the much bigger lessons through the process of, for example, GCSEs or exams, um, for those of you not in England, um, than getting them through each test and getting a good grade or whatever it might be you know there's much more profound lessons going on at the same time all right sam next video would be awesome because i can see the time
3: got to a situation where i think i was always it was just always negative you know all my interactions were you know i don't another email why haven't you done this and so he was miserable i think i was miserable we were sort of having it was all very negative and and it wasn't responding, he wasn't responding either, it wasn't helping. Um, so I think we got into a situation where I think he couldn't see his way out. He sort of you know, got to a point where he didn't quite know what to do rather than bury his head and continued in the same way. Um, I couldn't see how to support him. And I was feeling very responsible, you know, to, to help him sort of catch catch up again, I guess. Mm. So I think that's sort of how it started, I think he was sort of disengaged, you know, lacked any enthusiasm for anything um, at school, you know, wasn't enjoying anything at all. Um, Wasn't really sort of engaging with his friends that much and doing things outside of home, so we were in in quite a bad place and I think I just needed um, somebody to support him who wasn't me, who wasn't school, somebody who could, you know, be a being almost like a friend to him just so he could actually say this is this is what I'm really struggling with you know what should I be doing um a mentor as you are yeah so finding you and working with you was was the start of that and and we'll probably go on to that but it, you know it's been there's been a huge change i don't know what happens in those calls your first call but <laughs> you know it works it really does he must have felt that it offered something because he was quite happy and has always been actually really about all of those all of the calls and the times he has been chatting with you, you know, it's it's great you know I can, he comes in from school and instead of me saying oh, i've got an email from the school you know why i handed this in um you know which is what the, the past was like and I'm not saying that's completely gone you know that it hasn't but what i'm now getting is emails saying you know he was really engaged you know he was really interested he did a great piece of work and so to be able to greet him you know when he comes home well, yeah, that sounds really cheesy, but you know, <laughs> when he comes home just to yeah. say, Oh, you know, well done, you know, I got yeah. the email, it's fantastic. And he's really pleased. You know, things improve so dramatically, him picking up responsibility, you know, for his his work. Um and also other things outside of work, you know, he's now um, coaching a football team. Um, he's got some sort of other things going on. So it just means that our interaction is very different now. It used to be all, you know, I was that mum on his back. I was the one that you're probably gonna have To make that call, and I think you probably did early on. <laughs> just you know, it's just now we can kind of talk about something else, we can laugh. Um, mm. it's just really repaired our relationship,
0: yes. Wow, Robin. Um, it's always really moving to hear that, and um, yeah, the, the, this is in a way like uh, where. Relaxing, retiring, and handing over. Really, also, we're talking about getting our relationships back with our um, with our teens. You know, ensuring that we do have that closeness, and so many benefits. The ease of just reducing that stress. The it's the self defeating lifestyle of a parent that's nagging and micromanaging and instead seeing just this, this self-flourishing, just the self flourishing the just the you know the hands off kind of wow factor of a teen who's really uh, taking it on for themselves it's just really night and day so uh, very exciting to see those shifts okay now I can see the time I'm not going over half past so I'm going to whip through these last two slides and then I can invite you all to just join me for a call if you'd like to so dream teen parenting this is it relaxation taking the leap of faith into trust so this is a part of the parent uh, module for the 12-week program for teens and parents is the trust challenge content that I was referring back to. Taking a leap of faith and having that support to do that, relief from round-the-clock stress and anxiety. So yeah, you know, when I first meet parents, there can be a lot going on, literally day and night. It interferes with the parents' work. There are so many benefits to making this leap, making this change, doing a lot less, winning a lot more, taking responsibility for our own parenting, um, schooling, and culture. So yeah, there's got to be that step as well. There can't be any room for blame, criticism and judgment of our children, their children, you know, and I think that whilst they do have um, some accountability, and of course, their own personal responsibility, a huge part of it is just like how we've the culture we've immersed them in and how we've brought them up. So there's often a bit of, uh, yeah, we need to also just uh accept that without being uh beating ourselves up or anything about it it is what it is but um self no self-blame and and all due self-love but um, am taking responsibility still for the fact that our kids are demotivated if they are whatever Yeah, and the relationship, so we want closeness, not conflict. You know, when we're getting into conflict, that is a great time to seek some support and just to also ask yourself the question whether it's worth it over whatever that boundary or that insistence or that that element is in 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 your relationship yeah and enjoyment essential this is a huge part of the trust challenge as well as just um fun times with each other don't let things get too grim and too intense too stressful make sure you're just having easygoing time with them as well um openness and adventure yeah giving up on control it's a great adventure like i said in the beginning of this webinar there's so many awesome opportunities here um for us to love like the surprise that our children are and the diversity that they represent and to really open things up from a very narrow focus that we've had traditionally also through schooling um, and teamwork with them yeah collaborating with them we're not commanding them we're not uh, command and control it's a collaboration project and we also need to like formalize that when we're no longer the lead and we open up to their own leadership and a shared responsibility Yes, three minutes. All right, further solutions. Yeah, parents who learn to trust and empower. I'm going to just whip straight through this. Providing an atmosphere of love and safety, acceptance and belonging. I've mentioned all of this mentorship. Massive solution to this problem. And I'll, I, I'm available. So I, I'll give you an option to, to book a call with me after this if you feel like mentorship's needed for your teen and parent coaching for you. Um, teens especially, so powerful. Coaching for them as well and for parents. A thinking and listening space to family problems. So nuanced, so complex so hard to speak to in the general <laughs> but um, yeah it's an, an area I'm so excited about so yeah thinking and listening space for parents also, also to work through um, your own problems finding love and liberation in the system we've got to empower this system if we can't be a victim to the education system or any other system so we're really wanting to find the empowerment in whatever our circumstance is and we can um, yeah being a team player in a classroom setting that's for the students really is just to, you know you've got to make school work for you So that's part of just uh, being in a team with your teacher rather than against them, for example. yeah, Learning how to rest, how to settle. Okay, this stuff, I'm just going to have to skip through this. Um, Maths, essay writing, overcoming our fears, using our minds effectively, trusting our own ideas. That's what maths and English are for me, those four things. So I'm very uh, deep um, reaches into otherwise what can be quite simple seeming subjects, but I think they have such opportunities for young people. All right, so relax, relax retire handover and yeah please do so the offer here and we'll put it in the chat it'll also follow in the the email after this also going out to everyone who's going to watch the recording of this webinar is the invitation to book a 30 minute discovery call with me so that's 30 minutes for me to just walk you through the steps or hear your your circumstance to walk you through how you can get from your present situation to where you want to be i would love to meet with with any of you please do um put put the link into the chat sam if you haven't already there it is book a call there's there's uh not so many slots and there's a lot of people that will be watching this webinar recording after this so please do just book in that half hour discovery call i would love to meet with you very openly obviously i can see if i can help and if i can't then um i'll be so happy to just walk you through a 30 minute um, strategy session on what you could do to resolve your situation, get you from where you are, where you're stuck, and where you're feeling stuck, and where you want to be. So, um, thank you so much, everybody, for today just about made it on time yes we're on the half hour so yeah it's been a delight to speak to you I hope it's been useful I would love to hear in the survey how it's been for you what stood out for you what's resonated and otherwise we will um, leave it there and look forward to seeing you we run a monthly webinar every month so we'll be in touch with you about the next one as well if you want to join there so thanks so much everybody for now um, I've been Henry Dingle, I'm a teen mentor and parent coach. And um, yeah, much love to you all and your families. Um, and great to be with you. Please do um, be in touch about the 30 minute discovery call and let, let us know how the webinar was for you in the survey. Great to be with you all. See you all soon. All right. Bye.